remove these shackles. No. <laughs> Let him rot. All my life, all I've done, and I've been abandoned to this place. Must so much blood be shed for the freedom of your people? I will shed all the blood required. It is the only way. Men obey the sword, nothing else. And your people, your followers, have they abandoned you? I came here from Galilee to free them from their oppression. And this is how I'm to be repaid. Imprisoned in this place. Sentenced to death as a rioter, rebel rouser in froth. These sons of Satan have imprisoned me and my family long before I was in this place. These godless dogs want nothing more than to crush us and make us their slaves. Your family, do they still live? How many must die? You don't understand. My people were waiting for a savior. One who would rescue us. He would save us, fight for us, and lift us up to our rightful place. But he's not coming. And I'm tired of waiting. No more suffering. No more women, no more children will die. You have lost so much. Your sorrow, rage, hatred, they are too heavy to hold. There are whispers, hope from Nazareth. They speak of a carpenter's son a son of David, baptized by John. Miracles go before I've him. heard of him. Jesus. He is no savior. Rabbi, teacher, maybe. What has he done but pray and preach of a kingdom to come? Of course. More waiting. People are dying. They suffer and starve. Women and children are slaughtered in the street. And Jesus is roaming the countryside, walking on water. He is no king. I am sorry. <laughs> You're sorry? 
sorry. Brother, what have you done to find yourself in this hell? Get up. It's time. I am ready. Here stands the enemies of the state, outlaws of justice. Barabbas, you have been charged with murder, rioting, rebellion, and conspiracy against Caesar. How do you plead? The things you say are true. But I am not a guilty man. The things done by my hand to the Romans are justified. And I regret nothing. Jesus of Nazareth, you have been charged with inciting a mob, teaching against Caesar, and you claim to be the king of the Jews. Are these accusations you, true? It was you this entire time. This man is a fraud and a liar. Why do you torment me? I heard whispers of your name in my darkest hour. My hopes were lifted, only to find out that you are no king, and you are no savior. Why? Why do you torment me? Answer me! You stand in silence as my people are slaughtered. They killed my family. wife. I killed her. They needed you. I needed you. On this day, as is your custom, I will release one of these men back to you. You choose who it will be. Jesus or Barabbas. Right. Blood must be spilled. And I will give you and these people all the blood I can offer. I know I'm not the king you expected, Barabbas, but I am the king you need. I forgive you. What? Be free. What are you talking about? I will take your place. Leave your sorrow, your rage, hatred with me and stop trying to be the king of your people and the king of your life. Follow me and trust me when I say that I love you and have a plan for your life. These people, listen to them. The very ones you came to save, they hate you. And I hate you. And my father knew that. He sent me to save you and to give you another chance. A life of freedom. And not freedom from the Romans for the last few years of your life. But an everlasting freedom. Not freedom from chains of iron. But from the chains on your heart. 
all men are slaves to something far more evil than the Romans. And I come to proclaim freedom for those captives. And all you must do is believe and know that you are forgiven. Guards, release Barabbas from his chains. was my place. What you're gazing into is the greatest portrait of grace that has ever been painted throughout the portals of time. Not one stroke of the heavenly brush that fell on this canvas fell by accident. Not one. This cosmic concept that was created by the architect of the universe and the architect of grace. The one who gave us this Bible, which is a tapestry of God's goodness and God's grace. Now, there was no accident. Not only was Jesus in this place, in this hour, by predetermined plan of God, but so was Barabbas. We never think about Barabbas as God having him there for a reason, but he was. Barabbas had no idea that he was being woven into the tapestry of the glory and the grace of God. See, he was not a victim of Roman rule as he thought. And I make no mistake, Jesus was no victim either. Jesus was always in control. You see, the night before this event, Jesus was in agony for us, praying for you and me in the garden until his sweat became like drops of blood. And there he won the battle to see Barabbas freed and himself crucified. Because only Jesus knew that he would take our place. Only Jesus knew that he was in control. And only Jesus knew that there would be an Easter that he would rise from the grave victorious, having taken our place. Come on, somebody give him some praise in the house. Like Barabbas, each of us are here, none by accident, all by the providential plan and hand of God. You and I, are being woven like Barabbas was into this tapestry of the glory, this quilt, if you will, of grace that God was creating. You were, you're here because God wants you here. You know, even if, you've ne- even if this is the first time you've ever been to church and you said, well, if I ever went to church, the roof would cave in. Well, it's still looking pretty good to me. So... <clears throat> But even if you've never donned the door of a church, you know at least somewhat of the story which has been portrayed for you. You've heard of a Jesus and a cross and a a Barabbas who was set free. But most of us, the thing that we miss in this narrative is that you were there, I was there, 
We were all there. The two men that stood center, center stage, one representing heaven and forgiveness and love and grace and mercy, the other representing earth and our sin and trying to do everything our own way. You know, if, if we had time, we would go through all the multiple ways in which you and I were there. See, Barabbas represents each of us. And just like Barabbas was guilty, so are we. The Bible says that all of sin and come short of the glory of God. The scripture says there is none righteous, not even one. So let me ask you a question. If you're listening, Sam, can we agree on the first step of the gospel, and that is that we have all sinned? Can we agree on that? I mean, come on, if you've never sinned, we need to talk to you because you've lied which makes you a sinner. <laughs> see, we, we've all, see, we were born with a heart with a bent to sin, and every one of us has looked at something that we knew that's wrong, and we did it anyway, didn't we? See, that's step one of the gospel. We've all sinned. Hey, we're in the same boat, but we compare to others who are worse sinners than us, but we're all in the same boat. Does that make sense? And see, it, it, all of us, are guilty like Barabbas. As a matter of fact, all of us deserve the cross like Barabbas. Everybody that was at this day, whether it was the religious rulers, the political leaders, the mob that was there, everyone there actually deserved the cross because they had all sinned. The only one that didn't deserve it was the one who was about to be nailed to it. Now, let me tell you what Jesus did. Jesus took my place. See, that's grace. Jesus took your place. Let me tell you something else about Barabbas. You've never heard an Easter message about Barabbas. See, Barabbas is a perfect picture of religion. All around the world, wars are being fought, aren't they? We're talking about nuclear, nuclear weapons in the Middle East and all around the world. And most of the wars that are being fought are being fought in the name of some kind of God. See, religion is man trying to work his way to God or man trying to work out what he believes that God wants, doing what he thinks God wants with his own strength. That's what Barabbas was doing. He was trying to defeat the Romans in his own strength. And see, we who are religious, we say things like this, well, I'm good enough. Matter of fact, I'm better than most. I'm not like those ISIS terrorists. I'm not a child molester. I'm not a, a rapist. I'm better than most. And that's what Barabbas thought. I, yes, what you say is true, but I'm not guilty. See, Barabbas was trying to overthrow the Roman rule that, that had a death grip on the throat of Israel. And he believed that Israel was to be the number one nation. And so he thought about he, he would bring about the liberty through his fighting and through an insurrection. You see, we've all been slaves. The Bible says anything that is a master over you, you are slave to. Some of us have been slaves to substance, alcohol, pills, coke, some type of drug. We've been a slave to alcohol or pornography or lust. We've been a, a slave to greed, more money. We've been a slave to success. All of us know what it's like to be a slave to something. Would y'all agree with that too? Come on, I know you're out there. Here you breathing. Is that right? No doubt. And so 
But, but in the middle of this deal, the religious rulers did not cry out for Jesus, did they? Who did they cry out for? They wanted Barabbas. Don't you listen to why? Because Barabbas was the kind of Messiah that religion was looking for. See, Barabbas was doing it on his own. And that's what religion is. It's working out what you believe to be God's will on your own. But listen, if, if, if we could work our way to heaven, then Jesus never need have been crucified, huh? If we could work our way to heaven, then God would be a monster because he allowed his one and only son to be crucified for us. See, Jesus came, listen, 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 come on, you got to get this. Jesus came to fix a broken system. And religion was a broken, a broken system. I don't listen, whatever campus you're at, Campbell or Anderson or Blunt or North or the Internet Campus or Pelsippi, man, we, we all, it's so easy to fall back in the religious system and to, so that we can have what we believe to be a right relationship with God. But Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, by grace through faith have you been saved, not as a result of works, lest anyone should boast or brag. Salvation is by grace. That means you didn't earn it, you didn't merit it. It was an absolute gift of God. See, religion says do, 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 and Jesus says done, done, done. Are y'all with me? Man, that's grace. That's grace. Religion was not a burden that we were ever meant to carry. And so what happened? Christ took that burden upon himself. And he climbed up on this platform, and they cried out to kill him, and they drug him off to be crucified. I want you to, uh, for your sins and mine, I want you to listen, for our guilt and our shame, listen, God treated Jesus like Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. God treated, God treated his son like Barabbas so he could treat you like Jesus. He took my place. I don't need penance, man. He took my place. Now, we all choose a Messiah. Some choose self. Some choose the Savior. Some choose works. Some choose the Word. Some choose their own goodness. Some choose the grace of God. Give me grace. I don't want what I deserve. Maybe y'all better than me, but I don't want what I deserve. I want pure grace. Maybe I, do you know what pure grace is? Pure grace is a shocking scandal. That's why the religious people killed Jesus at the hand of the Romans, but it was the religious leaders who had the whole Bible in that time memorized they killed Jesus because they hated grace and they wanted to keep works in the system. And I've watched church, I've been in church now for leadership for 33 years. I know I look good for that long a time, but for 33 years, let me tell you what boggles my mind. Listen, it just boggles my mind. How many people have been to the cross and been forgiven of all their sins, been saved, and yet spend the rest of their life glutted with guilt? Guilt. Well, I know that I was forgiven, but, but I've sinned since then, Pastor. You don't, you don't know what I've done. Are you human? Because if you're human, it means you're going to keep sinning. Is that right? I don't know about y'all, but I hadn't made perfection. And I'm not going to get there, not in this flesh. Man, one thing I, I love about faith promises, broken people are welcome. Man, I, you know, I've been to churches. Hey, 
I've been to churches where you walk in the foyer and everybody looks perfect. Hadn't you? Suits, coats, hats. Man, it looks like people are perfect. Man, I don't want to go to church there. I love walking through the foyer of faith promise because that's a jacked up people. <clears throat> I'm not lying, man. That's some jacked up stuff going on. And the deal is, when people say, man, that's a jacked up church, and you should see the pastor do, he is a jacked up all, I mean, that guy's messed up. And so but, but, so we, we experience this grace, we're human, and we, and, but what people do is then they begin to hide from God, and they say, God, look what I've done, and I'm so sorry, I can't, I can't believe what I've done. God, I don't deserve another chance. God, I, I deserve the cross. I deserve this divorce. Man, I shouldn't have my family. I deserve to die. I deserve this cancer. I deserve this sickness. Man, I deserve, I deserve poverty. I deserve to lose my job. Look at all that I've done, man. I, I'm just, I'm ashamed. God, do you know how long it's been since I've been in church? And God says, just give me your sin. But God, you don't understand. I may do it again. What if I do it again? Just give me your sin. But oh God, I feel bad about it. Just give me your sin. My son took your place so that you could be set free. Free of guilt, free of shame, free of pain, freedom. Come on. Woo! And while Jesus was being tied to a post, Barabbas was celebrating. And while Jesus was having his first good dinner with all his pals, Jesus was being whipped and skinned and drug up the Via Della Rosa to be nailed to a cross. He said, I came to give you life and to give it to you to the fullest, abundant, freedom, fully forgiven. He took our place. So listen, I want you, man, if you're a believer, listen. His blood was enough. His death and resurrection was enough. But I know about some chains. I know about chains. I lived with them. Lots of stupid things in my life. Hadn't we all? As I look back on my life, especially my life before the Lord, every stupid step that I took, there's a face there. There's a face. Because there's always somebody there to help take you deeper down the rabbit hole, isn't there? There's always, the, the devil will always put somebody by you when you're thinking about stepping up into some stupid who will open the door and make sure you step in the deep end of the stupid pool. That's what he does. I remember clearly being 10 years old in the fourth grade and my uncle gave me my first joint. At a, at the, the movie MASH had just come out. I was at a drive-in. I still remember the face in the backseat of that Camaro as he handed me a joint. I remember the first sip of whiskey I took, where it came from, where I was, and I remember the face. I remember as a 10-year-old boy being sexually abused, and there's a face, and the, the path that that took me down. I remember the first shot of heroin. I could see the guy drawing the drugs up in the syringe in a trailer in Ringo, Georgia, and shooting that drugs in my arm. I remember another guy who drew the first syringe full of cocaine and shot it in my arm that took me deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And oh, my mercy, but there was always somebody there. And I was so full of shame and guilt for the things I'd done, the people I'd hurt, the people I'd robbed, the hearts I'd broken, the things I'd done. 
Uh, it, was, it was terrible. Then, then after an overdose, I met Jesus. And I came out of that hospital, man, I was so excited, and man, I went to church, and I loved it, and man, I sang with all my all gusto I had, and I remember the first time, I hadn't been going to church long, and I've got my hands up, and I'm singing, and all of a sudden, in front of my face are the most vile images of things that I had done. I mean, I could see needles in my arms, I could roll in joints, getting drunk, having sex, Man, I could just see all the things, and, and I just sat down in that worship service because guilt washed over me. Did anybody understand that? And then I learned a theological truth. Listen, it's so deep, but if you get this, <clears throat> it'll change you forever. <coughs> I saw another face. I saw the face of the Son of God hanging on a cross in my place. In his right hand was a needle full of cocaine. <laughs> In his left hand was a jug of Jack Daniels. And I saw every evil, vile thing I had ever done or ever would do. And I watched the blood of Jesus cover it up. His blood is enough. <laughs> That's why they killed him, because it's scandalous that I didn't have to work for it. It's scandalous that I didn't have to do more for it. It's scandalous that Jesus would be treated like Barabbas so that I could be treated like Jesus and I could spend forever in heaven and I could have this awesome life here, the life that Jesus bought. And it's the same for you. It's your choice. Now, if we could just be raw and real for a minute, and that's what we do here at Faith Promise. We don't play games. We have fun, but we don't play games. Many of you came in with shackles like Barabbas. You've never been born again. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart man believes resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. And verse 13 says, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And when needle tracks up both my arms in a hospital bed, I cried out to Jesus. And man, as soon as I cried out, he flooded that room. He forgave me. He covered me. He healed me. He raised me up. He gave me an anointing. And he set me free. And the chains, the chains were gone. If you're ready to have the chains removed, if you're ready to be free from the guilt of sin and shame, if you're ready, he's ready to save you. So this is what I'm going to do in a count of three. I'm, I'm going to count to three in just a second. And if you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, you're sick and tired of walking with your sin, you're ready to make a stand for Jesus, you want to be saved, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I want you to jump up. Matter of fact, there were people last night I couldn't get to three. Three's, you know, three's a good number. But this is the deal. I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I want you to jump to your feet. Those of you that want to turn your life over to Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Listen, you may have grown up in church, but you're not saved. You may have never been in church, and you want Jesus. You may have been mixed up about religion, but you've begun to see the greatest portrait of grace that Jesus took your place, and Barabbas was set free, and you can leave this house of God set free this weekend, this Easter 2015. Come on, somebody.
Every campus, listen, every campus, come on, zero in, come on. If you're listening, say I am. I'm going to count to three when I count to three. It doesn't matter what another soul in this house does. It's you. Now is acceptable. Today is the day of salvation. Are y'all ready? One. You're not ready. Y'all not. Come on. Come on. Here we go. One. Two. Three. Jump to your feet right now. Come on. There we go. Jump to your feet. Come on. Right now. Stand up. You're ready. Come on. There we go. Come on. Take a stand. Yes, indeedy. Stand up. Come on. Come on. Stay up. There we go. There we go. All right. All right, listen up. Here we go. Come on. No, no, stay standing. We're going to pray with you as you open your heart up to Jesus. We're going to pray with you. Come on, church. Nobody prays alone at Faith Promise Church. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm guilty. And I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I will live for you by faith, by grace, because you died for me and you rose from the grave. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. And all God's people said, somebody give him some praise in the house. I go ahead and have a seat. Now, this is the deal. That step one is, is opening your heart, giving him lordship of your life. Day one, when Peter preached a sermon much like what I just gave you, and he said, who wants Jesus? 3,000 people stood and said, we want Jesus. And those 3,000 people marched to the Jordan River, and they were baptized right there. So that's what we're going to do. You say, but it's Easter, my hair. It don't matter. <laughs> Wet head is sexy. Come on, it don't matter. So it's the deal. It's the deal. It's time to go public. It's time to go public. If you just stood and gave your heart to Jesus, it's time to go public in baptism. Baptism, but we have three baptistries. Come on, we are ready at Pellissippi. Every campus has got water ready and hot. They've got shorts, they've got T-shirts, and they've got a pile of towels this big as a mountain because we were ready. We knew you'd come. We knew you were coming, and we knew God was going to save you. You have been woven into the tapestry of grace. So right here, right here, we're going to identify with Jesus. And so I'm going to, just a minute, I'm going to count to three again. And those of you that gave your heart to Jesus, I'm going to invite you to every campus to, to just head toward the back, and somebody will direct you. Now, some of you have been saved, and you did steps 4, 9, 12, 32, 64, and 100, but you've never been baptized. What a better time than Easter. Resurrection Sunday. What a better time. And so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Or maybe, you know what, maybe you were confirmed when you were seven days old or 14 days old. I'm not sure, but I bet that wasn't your call. I bet somebody made that decision for you. Now it's your, your turn. You're, you're, you're older now. It's your turn to make your decision to identify with him. Are you with me? We have everything here. We got towels, shorts, T-shirts. We're going to give you the T-shirts. You got to give the shorts back. We'll wash them. Man, we'll use them next time. 
And so, man, this is just the deal. He said, Pastor, my head is swimming. I've never been anything like this. Good. We're glad you're here. But if you're ready to make a stand for Jesus, because let me tell you what, he stood for you naked on a cross, shed his blood, his life for you. He took our place. And if you're ready to make a stand for him on count of three, are y'all ready? You're not ready. Are y'all ready? Here we go. Come on, church. Help me, help me right here. As soon as I say three, you get up and go to the back. Are y'all ready? Here we go. One. Come on, church. Two. Three. Let's go. Get up right now. But there we go. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Head that way. There we go. Come on, church. There we go. Come on. Come on. Head out there. Woo. Come on. Yeah. Somebody give God some praise in the house. People are being saved. People are going public. Come on, give him some praise. What a mighty God. Come on, just keep on heading. Just keep on heading. They're waiting on you. Come on, change or go. Give God.